재미와 지식의 오디오라이프 팝빵 Saturdays around here are freshly served. It's our little kickback where we talk about lifestyle and leisure and more often than not, food and drink. In these ridiculous mandu steamer-like temperatures that we've been having lately, nothing goes down quite like a nice bowl of ice cream. And you don't have to settle for the basic flavors anymore here in Korea. Some serious high-end gourmet ice creams are starting to become available. Our team headed out to meet one ice cream maker who is pushing the boundaries of the ice cream bowl. Have a listen. Uh, hi, my name is Jay Diaz, and I'm the uh, co-owner and operator of Sticky Ricky's Ice Cream. We're making fresh ice cream, a small batch handmade ice cream under American standard. We're following American federal law of what ice cream should be. And we're making technically what is called super premium ice cream. So very high in butterfat, very low in air. And we do a lot of seasonal ice creams, nostalgic ice creams, gastro ice creams, and fun and I guess you can say trashy ice creams. What's a gastro ice cream? Uh, an ice cream, let's say, you know, um, cardamom, fig swirl with honey, figs, cardamom, and, you know, autumnal spices, I guess. Um, but the funny trash ones are, let's say, cheese ball ice cream or tteokbokki ice cream. So we tend to go both ways, but people seem to react better to the, I guess, the fun flavors. So, What's the weirdest ice cream you ever made? Weird in terms of differing from the norm of what people are used to. Probably the tteokbokki ice cream or the uh, seogang ice cream, the shrimp snacks, which actually pe- most people enjoy that. The tteokbokki is a bit uh, divisive and polarizing. Uh, some people hate it. Some people really enjoy the tteokbokki. So you're saying, is it like vanilla ice cream with tteokbokki kind of floating around in there or what? Uh, the base is flavored with a local tteokbokki um, jeeps, tteokbokki um, sauce, and wow. then... So, a spicy red sauce, and that's the ice cream base. Yeah, yeah. And uh, instead of dok, we use marshmallow that is, you know, cut to look like dok. That's kind of cute. Spicy ice cream. I guess that could work in a way. So, is it, it's like vanilla flavored with the spice. Uh, in a way, but the, the, there's no vanilla in it. It's just our normal base that we make. Um, and then we add a certain amount of the sauce to spice it and also make it look like it's kind of like frozen tteokbokki. Is part of the aim to sort of weird people out at first to give them a sort of, what, you know, when they see the ice cream titles? Um, not Yes and no. I mean, I had an idea a long time ago for a gochujang chocolate ice cream, which is our maybe our most famous Um Because there's no spicy chocolate here at home. There's all kinds of Mexican chili chocolates and things. So I wanted to do the Korean version, which is also a bit salty. So it's salty, spicy, funky chocolate. And that drew a lot of attention. And um, we decided to, you know, kind of play with more of the funny, weird stuff, you know. When you said gastro chocolate, does that just, does that mean, or excuse me, gastro ice cream, does that just mean um, savory flavors of ice cream? Not necessarily. It's just there's certain ice cream shops, you know, all over the world that do, you know, kind of more gourmet flavors uh, with spices and liquors and, you know, herbs and things like that. So not anything too fun or bizarre. Um, 
So we're trying to do both and cater to everybody because there's certain flavors that I personally love, you know, and personally I'm not a fan of. But we're trying to, you know, offer a wide selection, although we only have a small selection at one time in the shop. But a lot of these fun flavors also tie into nostalgia, American people, Korean people, all kinds of people. And that's what gets the fun reaction. And also it kind of reflects our personality as well. Part of the interesting aspect of this place is that, you know, you've got a teeny little kind of closet-sized uh, space. You've got only room for about uh, six tubs of ice cream or so, but this is the kind of thing that'll catch on. And you're tucked away in a, in a back neighborhood somewhere. So you're benefiting from a lot of things. You're benefiting from social media word of mouth and that kind of thing. And also, uh, just the fact that you exist and that you're here shows that Koreans are getting pretty adventurous in what they want in an ice cream shop, right? Totally. Yeah, in the beginning, uh, most people would just go for our basic ice creams, like our plain base milk ice cream or vanilla. Um, and then slowly, people are going towards the you know the weirder things or the things they're not familiar with. We've noticed, and even like the dokboki, mostly Korean people actually get that, um, which is cool. And we have only seven flavors because we're so small, but we rotate them often. So, uh, for example, Jolipong is a nice flavor that we do that's nostalgic and fun, and people really, they often request that. So we bring it back every few weeks. So people kind of look forward to that, um, as well as the uh, Saturday morning cartoons flavor, which has recently been popular. Is that, is that breakfast cereals? Yeah, it's a, it's a fruit ring ice cream with chunks of Rice Krispie treats. So it kind of, uh, not many people know what Saturday morning cartoons means. I forget that I'm kind of old now. <laughs> so, but um, a lot of people seem to like it. So whenever we bring it back, you know, people seem happy. And just seeing the excitement on people's faces or when they contact us online is really cool. You know, it's how ice cream can really excite people, make them happy. Do you dream of ice cream at night? <laughs> no, uh, not anymore because I have to see it and smell it every day. Um, but yeah, it's it's super fun. I would think you have to surround yourself with people that uh, are also obsessed with ice cream. I, you're married, right? Are, are you married to a woman who is also obsessed with ice cream? Um, yes, she is now. She says she isn't, but every time she comes in, she eats a cup of ice cream. Um, but yeah, we we actually co-own this place together and. Uh, started it together so yeah she's learned to love it and also when we go back home to america you know we go to our favorite places in philadelphia new york san francisco um and kind of you know uh enjoy the ice cream tour is she korean your wife uh yes she is and so she's the, uh, the sort of the key into the market for you because she's kind of the legal proprietor in certain ways, right? Why, what made you guys come back here and start an ice cream? Uh, which came first, coming back here to Korea and starting ice cream or being interested in ice cream and saying, hey, we could do that in Korea? Uh, getting into ice cream here, um, I got into it about three years ago because my friends and I would go on bike rides and we would want ice cream and there's really nothing that satisfied us. So I started making it and... Um, people liked it. We did pop-ups. People liked it. And we decided, hey, if we can find the proper place and the proper location, we, you know, we can do this uh, and, and make the ice cream to our standards. And, and also what I grew up with at home in Philadelphia and New Jersey, the whole ice cream and dairy culture in Pennsylvania is pretty cool. I mean, you 
stressed that point right at the very beginning. We, we make it according to American federal law and American standards, and you're alluding a lot to sort of the, the USA dairy experience. How would you differentiate that for a Korean listener from, say, the, the Euro gelateria kind of thing that they encounter sometimes? Well, gelato and ice cream are very different, and I love both, to be honest. But I just want to make uh, American ice cream that I grew up eating, which is heavy, dense, rich, fun flavors, deep flavors. Um, here, for some reason, there's a lot of gelato. But from my experience here, there's a lot of frozen desserts and ice creams that I don't feel are maybe <laughs> at the proper levels of you know, what they should be with butterfat and air and things like that and flavor. So we just took it upon ourselves to try and make it. It's interesting. You're kind of arbitraging two extremes. I mean, you got here in Korea, your sort of Pyeonghaejeom stuff. It's all in a cooler. It was made in a factory and you unwrap the paper, right? And then there's what is perceived to be sophisticated, the gelato places with the espresso flavored whatever. Uh, you're kind of going middle of the road. It's it's accessible ice cream. It's sort of fun flavors of ice cream. Yeah, yes and no. I mean, some of them are weird that people don't want to eat, but some of them are accessible. We do, you know, coffee ice cream. I tend to do that more in like the autumn and winter time. Um, in the summertime, we do like Thai iced tea. We're about to do like a lemon iced tea ice cream and Kool Aid ice cream. So some of them aren't that accessible like our curry not everyone wants a curry ice cream you know but it, it's working i guess so uh you have any funky ideas that you're working on <laughs> um someday we would like to do a chimac ice cream where the the ice cream is infused you know with some fried chicken flavor maybe some breadcrumbs and then we can make a beer ice cream or a beer sorbet and serve them together so that's been on our minds for a long time. We just haven't executed it yet. We, you know, we'll get there someday. There's so many, there are so many flavors that we have yet to do. So. It's such avant-garde sort of, this is a laboratory of ice cream. I mean, obviously you're in Korea, so somebody's going to ask you if you're going to do a kimchi ice cream, right? I assume you're going to at some point, right? Possibly. I actually heard, I, th- I believe someone in California made, did a kimchi ice cream and or garlic. I know there's a lot of garlic ice cream, so maybe we can somehow work the two, but <laughs> I don't know. Well, I mean, part of the challenge and the fun of being based in Korea is that you want to take what's available on the local market, right, yes, exactly. and turn that into flavors. So that you got all kinds of native fruits here. You've got, uh, you know, um, persimmon season and all that stuff. Yeah. What kind of local Korean ingredients, inputs, uh, are you thinking about and are you excited about? Well, that's what we kind of enjoy being here. I mean, there's so many limitations, things that we can't get that you can get everywhere in, let's say, back home in America. But the advantage and the thing that excites us is there are so many fun seasonal uh, products here, dishes here, and produce here that we can experiment with. And we only make them at that time. Um, we did sandalgi ice cream. We're doing poto ice cream now. We will do chame. And we actually have a customer, a woman, who comes every week asking for sandalgi. And I told her, I tell her politely, I'm sorry, but that window is so small. And we made the ice cream when they were available, but it's, we have to wait until next year. So there's a lot of, there are a lot of flavors that we can only do briefly every, once a year. And that's, that's what's fun about Korea is going to the local market and seeing what's in season, what looks good. And I have 
you know, in Huam Shijang or the other market I go to, my certain people that uh, I enjoy. I think as you refine your business model and maybe your social media strategy, you can really hit those spikes. You can say, hey, two weeks only, we're offering Santalgi, uh, strawberry mountain ice cream, you know, and uh, that can create spikes in your traffic. Yes, totally. And, and there are some that people look forward to from the previous year. Um, for example, Poto, like people were asking about Poto a month ago, and I said, you know, well, when, it, when it arrives. Um, so it arrived, and we have it now. But we keep that flavor simple. It's just straight Korean grapes, ice cream infused. It's, you know, we don't want to mess with it. So obviously you must be popular with hip, young, tech-savvy people who find you online. But this is a mixed neighborhood. There's a lot of older people here. Do you get walk-in traffic by the Halmonis and Harabojis? Yes. Um, that's what's great about ice cream is it's for everybody. We're not trying to uh, be too snooty with it. Um, we have all kinds of people coming through here, um, non-Korean people, Europeans, Americans, um, you know, the tech-savvy people you mentioned. Um, but also, yeah, a lot of the neighborhood families come on their way homes from work or school, kids, uh, the elderly come through. Um, and we are a neighborhood shop. You know, this is a neighborhood that we love, and it's, it's a community here still. So we get, we're, you know, selling ice cream to the community. Uh, it looks like you've got a, at this particular moment, you've got Podol ice cream. It's very intriguing to me. And some other fairly conservative uh, flavors, but uh, salted caramel, sea salt chocolate, sole milk. I guess you'll save some of the eclectic flavors for a little bit later, right? Yeah, this weekend we'll have more. And today it's been really hot, so we're keeping the flavors kind of simple and clean with not too many chunks or heavy swirls. We'll do that later. Um, so now we have kind of a, uh, you know, we have three or four fruits on right now. And we have, um, yeah, cleaner, like uh, cooler flavors for the heat. I think I'm going to get myself a dish and you can get back to work. Thanks for talking to us. Thank you.